You ever watch Factor Fiction with Jonathan Frakes? I did. That show was fun as a kid. I was like, I can't believe it. We rewatched it over the pandemic. Ghosts and Aliens. This is all fact. Yeah. Then as an adult, it was like one guy one time said he saw this. <laughs> fact. Yeah. Trying to guess was really funny because when he would describe it at the end, he'd be like, let's let's discuss which which of the stories we saw tonight were fact or fiction. And you're right. It would be like one guy in a fluke thing one time told his friend when he was drunk that this happened. Fact. fact. But it had it had to be published somewhere. They would say as long as he could cite a source, even if it was like self-published, <laughs> then it was fine. I mean, this was before the Internet, so I guess that helps. This was like right. We had dial up. OK. 14 four modems. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that segues us to a thing. I don't know if it's true or not. I was talking to uh, I was talking to a, a colleague who lives in Orlando, mm-hmm. goes to Disney all the time. I said, what's up with crowds? Because Twitter has discovered that I'm into Disney and Twitter's just shoving. You mean X? I'm sorry, X. X? Yeah, thanks. All right. Thanks for that, Elon. You're a real genius. Uh, Twitter's been shoving Disney truthers into my feed. Whether you want them or not. Yes. Yeah. Of course. And they're like, it'll always be like, here's a, a crop, tightly cropped photo or video of a long line or no one at all, one uh-huh. way or the other. So it, yeah, it depends on who you're you're looking at here, like who who the person posting is and what their motives are. But yeah, that's been a popular thing. So, all right, question one: Low crowds at Disney, fact or fiction? That's what we're doing today. That's what we're doing today. On today's show, we talk low crowds at Disney World, fact or fiction. This is WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 176. Uh, I think as you already know, today we're discussing crowds at Disney World. On the trip reports over the entire summer, we've heard a lot of crowds were light, crowds were lower, it wasn't as busy as I thought it would be. Um, And as my wonderful husband... Tech Nasty shared with us here. He's been seeing a lot of Disney truthers on one side of the issue or the other, posting videos or photos of either a slammed theme park or where is everybody? Shrug emoji. You know, when you have something that is easily quantified, why use the hyperbole? (laughs) I hate it. It's like headlines about the stock market. It, It went up or down X number of points. The it's just what it is. Recession? But question mark. The headlines are like market collapses <laughs> to the sub basement of heck. So, being that most of this news comes from uh, psycho social media influencers like yourself <laughs> and um, <laughs> bloggers who are not journalists but fancy themselves that way, what that's where most of this news comes from. What's the reality? Like, obviously they're they're cherry picking. But when I load up the Disney app, the wait times are up. Yet. I see them offering discounts, which does not suggest a pack theme park. So the wait times actually aren't up and there are statistics to back that up. But I will say, are the parks empty? Like that's the thing people are asking. Are the parks empty? No, no, no they're not. They're not empty. Are they less? No. <laughs> are they less busy? Yes. 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 If anyone is telling you it's one extreme or the other, they have some weird agenda for whatever reason, um, whether it be political 
or just they're insanely pro Disney. That seems to be a big part of like, no, it's packed. It's the very, very pro Disney people who just want to <laughs> like, you know, drive the point home that nothing's going to hurt Disney and the parks are packed. Neither are, are fully true. Um, so the truth is somewhere in the middle. But I will say it is way less busy this year than it's been previous years. And you are a Disney stockholder? Because <laughs> you're not allowed to say that. I'm not allowed to say that? You can't say it's less busy. Oh, I have to be one. I, should I be posting photos of insane crowds? <sighs> so my my colleague who lives in Orlando, who go, they're like, they'll just go to Epcot for dinner. And he was like, well, it's busy, and I try not to go in the summer. Uh <laughs> Especially around this time. He's like, but it's not what it would be. Now. He's like, it's busy, but it's not like July busy. So July has been slow. And I believe the 4th of July was weirdly slow. Okay. Both sides are telling me opposite things for their own motives. Whatever those. (laughs) Yeah, whatever those motives might be. And, you know, maybe they're just bored. What is the source of truth? How do you know the reality of what's going on? So you can actually track stats. And if you, the website I like to use is called Thrill Data. It's thrill-data.com. And they actually will like scrape the data from my Disney experience to post wait times. So not only do they do that, but then they have actual wait times. Do they, they have an API? I want to play with this. Uh, You know, let me, se- I will send it to you so you can play with it. It's so... Wait times don't tell the entire story and wait times aren't um, the wait times posted in my Disney experience, I should say, aren't accurate as to like actual wait times. But Thrill Data actually gives you the actual wait times as well as the my Disney experience posted wait times. So you're seeing that for, you know, today you can look at like this day in history. You can look at year to date, month to date. You can look at this week. So is it a perfect way to measure crowds? No. It's it's imperfect, but it gives you a really, really great idea of what crowd levels are actually looking like. And according to Thrill Data, year over year, this year has been slower and wait times have been down by several minutes. So it's telling. And these are actual metrics. These aren't cropped photos. This isn't anecdotal. Um, I mean, this is at least some hard data. This website is really good and really comprehensive. They have user-reported wait times. You can see the posted versus the actual. Oh, so they're able to scrape it and compare it. Yep. It's fascinating. And you can look year over year Hmm. just to get an idea of what the parks are like. Now, like I said, it's not the full picture, but this at least is some, it's a big piece of the picture and it's some hard data. This isn't anecdotal. This is actual data. These are real numbers. I used to keep my eye on Genie Plus prices as just more of like a general way to gauge. Forgot about Genie Plus. (laughs) Because the prices would go up and down with, you know, how busy the parks were. Unfortunately, the last like month or two, that hasn't been the case. It's been lower crowds and Genie Plus prices have still been kind of high. So I don't know that that is the best way to gauge it anymore. And it was never like a super scientific way, but it was just kind of a general way to gauge crowds. Well, so, I mean, there is some some actual data behind uh, the the slowdown at the parks. And so what did you take away from the thrill data times? Just that things like are... what's the percentage change? 
I don't know what the percentage changes, but it was, I want to say it was about six, six to seven minutes, if I'm remembering correctly, less wait time per ride this year versus last year. And year over year, wait times have gone down over the last couple of years. So like it was higher when we went, you know, post COVID and a lot of people still weren't traveling then. All right, here we go. All right. So the wait time for July, 29 minutes. Okay. That's the average wait time. 2023. That's for Magic Kingdom, but all rides. Okay. And so now we're going to go back to 2022, same month, 36 minutes. Yeah, that's a big difference. All right. That as a percentage change, that's 19.4%. Let's just call it 20%. Wait times are shortened by 20%. So in no way is that park empty. No, not at all. It's not empty. I don't. And that's why I, I wanted to do this episode because there's so much misinformation and it's been a lot of what I'm seeing every story about Disney and it's all really like one way or the other. I have no agenda here. Like, let's make that clear. I don't have an agenda. I just want to talk about the reality. I have an agenda and it's <laughs> to talk trash. Tech nasty. I mean, that's your just day to day agenda. Okay. That's fine. like one number one on your to do list. <laughs> So we know the parks are, in fact, slower right now. We've, we've quantified it. 19.4%. Why? So this is hard. It's harder to answer why than it is to, to pull some hard numbers. It's way harder to figure out why. There are, are a few reasons. And I think I've said this before on the podcast. I think revenge travel after COVID is slowing down. And Florida was like the first state to open up. And Florida has so much travel, you know, so many people flock to Florida for vacations and it was like the first place to open up. So I think a lot of people were going early in their quote unquote revenge travel to Florida, to Disney World, you know, and maybe not necessarily Disney, but to the beaches, just to Florida in general. And so travel to Florida specifically, I think is becoming exhausted before other places. So I think that's one thing to consider. So it was artificially high. It was a bubble. I think so. I, I think so. Just because what other options did you have? Like, you know, you and I went with our kids in 2021 and things had just, and remember we went masks were required and then they weren't. And then they were again, like we went during that whole time so a lot of people still weren't comfortable traveling. They're like, I don't want to go until masks are off. But, but people were going just because there was nowhere else to go. So we were still in the pandemic, but Florida was like the only thing that was like really open. So there was a lot of pent up demand. And you're saying that, well, where, where are we going to go? Question mark. Well, our only option is Florida. Okay. I think that's, I mean, that's, that's, a, and Bob Iger himself said that recently, which I mean, I've been saying that for a couple of months now. So when he said that, I'm like, all right, I'm not the only one with this thought process. Clearly, this is something he's thought about as well, as he's been asked about the spike in people going to Disney and now the drop in people going to Disney. I really think that's a big part. But that's only one one thing. I think another issue is inflation is very real. You know, nothing is cheap right now. Nothing. They did jack all their prices up. You know, that they, wasn't going to last forever. They, yeah, they jacked them up pre-COVID and even a little bit right after COVID. I will say this year and prices interest rates just went up. Interest rates have gone up. This year prices Try and tell at the me you're parks. Not some of this vacation on a credit card. Well, that was what I was getting to. Prices at the parks actually haven't gone up that much. When you look at like tickets, resorts, they have gone up. 
but they haven't gone up as much as they've gone up years past. That being said, if you're somebody who's like, well, I'm going to go on this vacation and I'm going to float it on a credit card for three or four months, that's probably not a great idea now because your interest APR rates is 29%. are going up, up, up. Yeah. So if you're planning on floating something on a credit card, you know, when you had 9%, that made sense. If you're now paying 20 something percent, that doesn't make sense. So I think that's also part of the thought process. Plane tickets have gone up. Food prices have gone up. Just everything is going up. Annual passes, I think, is a is another big factor. There are fewer options now for annual passes than there were pre-COVID. And I know most people listening probably aren't annual pass holders. They're probably just buying tickets. But locals are a huge part of Disney. And so if annual pass holders weren't able to go or aren't able to go, I should say, that's humongous. The most expensive pass is the only one with zero blackouts. The least expensive pass, you can't even get in on weekends. So that immediately blocks out a whole bunch of people. And for a while, the least expensive pass was the only one available if you were a Florida resident. So you're blocking out locals. People traveling maybe can't afford it because of interest rates and because of inflation. Um, And let's not forget the summer has been oppressive heat. I mean, just like dangerous heat in so many states, Florida being one of them. I ain't getting all sweaty. <laughs> so I think it's it's a lot of stuff. You know, there are going to be people on Twitter saying it's, you know, it's because Disney's woke or whatever. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Because if you look at, if you go back to Thrill Data and their website, if you pull up Universal, who doesn't have these same allegations, um, they're, they're not in- their numbers are are doing the same thing that Disney's are. They're not in a fight with the governor of Florida. No, no, they're not. So their trends are very similar to Disney's. Um, and well, let's let's find out. I'm let's put it to the test. Okay. And I haven't researched this specifically, but I've heard anecdotally that other places in Florida specifically are seeing lower numbers of tourists. All right, here we go. All right, 2023, 35 minutes for July. Last year, 43 minutes. Okay, so similar trends at Universal. I mean, I can also crop crop some photos at Universal the same way (laughs) with either no people or all of the people. And so Universal is down 18.6%. So it's about the same. Yeah. And this is somewhat anecdotal. I, I asked the travel agent that I work with, Sierra, I asked her, I said, you know, I keep hearing about... Disney parks slowing down and fewer people are booking. And I asked what her experience was because she is one of the top agents at the agency that she works, if not the top agent. So I asked her, I was like, are you booking as many Disney trips and are you booking as many trips just in general? Like what about other places? And she said she's definitely booking fewer Disney trips, um, but she's booking trips overall. So she's like, I just had somebody go to Japan. I had somebody go to the Galapagos just this past month. I've had several people do Royal Caribbean cruises. I've had people go to Hawaii. So she's still booking a lot of trips, but she did say specifically Disney was down. And I asked, like, are people asking about Disney? Are they trying to find ways to save money? What are you seeing? She said she is getting questions about Disney and people are trying to save money. And she said the biggest way she personally is seeing that is people are opting to stay at value resorts. You know, so people are are still wanting to price it out, but 
it's just not it's not as much. And when they do go, they're trying to save money when they're going. So it was an interesting conversation. She said overall, yes, she's still booking other places. She said travel is down from last year as far as like her numbers go. And again, this is very anecdotal. But as far as her numbers go, travel overall is down. But Disney is down quite a bit more than other locations. It's a harbinger of travel doom. (laughs) It doesn't sound like it's travel doom. I mean, you and I were just on a Royal Caribbean cruise. That cruise was sold out months, months before we sailed. Months. My mom just did a uh, national parks trip. She went on a, a road trip with her husband and they did national parks. And all of the you have to get passes now when you drive through several, not all the national parks, but several of the bigger national parks. She was like, I can't get a driving pass because they sell them online and you have to buy them in advance and they sold out day of. And so it's like people are still traveling. They're still doing things. Um, And I don't know if it's because, you know, cruising is maybe cheaper for a family or national parks are obviously going to be a cheaper vacation than Disney. So maybe that has something to do with it. It could be the cost of these other locations versus Disney. These are all just our guesses as to why we think it is. But I think maybe it's a combination of all of it. Does it matter? (laughs) Yeah, it does matter. I think it does matter. Why? If the problem is Disney has priced now too many people out, you know, you want to you do have to raise prices. Otherwise, the parks will just you'll just be shoulder to shoulder the entire time you're there. Like you do have to price some people out or, you know, encourage people to save longer. Let's word it that way. Not necessarily or, price them out. You but know, they, they don't necessarily have to be quite as profit driven. And they could just say, let's just make it a comfortable experience for everybody uh, and, and modestly profitable and be happy with that. That's so cute. Oh, What's my wrong God. With you're that? adorable. Oh. <laughs> you're adorable. <laughs> oh, Okay. But if Disney has finally gotten to a point where they've priced too many people out, I think that's important. Like, why are people still traveling on cruises or to national parks, um, but Disney is dropping? You know, if it's because of price, I think that's important for everybody to know, especially Bob Iger. Universal has the same problem. That's why I think it leans more towards Florida open first. That's that's my that's my guess. I mean, I I have no way of knowing for sure, but I think I do think it's it's a combination of all of these things. Annual passes pushed out locals. Everything's so freaking expensive right now. Florida opened first, you know, so people went to Disney World two years ago. So this year they're going somewhere else. I mean, it's it's a, a combination of things. So for the upcoming extra ticketed events, the Halloween and Christmas parties and food and wine festival drunken debaucherous oh yeah event that it is <laughs> will they be similarly affected i think that these things will increase crowds somewhat but i don't think it's going to be like this huge push for massive crowds now here's what i think is interesting food and wine festival because we've talked a lot about thrill data and they they're getting their numbers from my Disney Experience wait times. But the people who are going to drink around the world at Epcot Food and Wine Festival and be drunk and obnoxious, they're not necessarily going on rides. They're standing in line at food booths to get every cocktail they can carry while they drink it over a garbage can. So this will make Epcot, if you're looking at thrill data, it will make Epcot seem like it's less busy than it is. Does that make sense? 
because those people aren't going on rides that, you know, will show my Disney experience or inflate times on my Disney experience. They're standing in line for cocktails. Okay. So Thrill Data will, it will appear Epcot is not as busy as it is. Epcot will be busier with food and wine, but those busy times for food and wine are always evenings and typically weekends. I think that this could push weekends. You want to hear something interesting and Thrill Data will back me up on this. Weekends are now the least busy time to be at the parks. What? Yeah, 100%. If you're looking for a less busy time to be at any of the parks, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios especially, go on the weekend. Do not go on Monday. And so this is... Is it because that was everyone's advice? Probably. Probably. Because everyone's watching YouTube videos now and listening to podcasts yeah, about trip planning? Well, that, and people love crowd calendars. And crowd calendars the last three years... I mean, I've never been a big fan personally, but I get that yeah, people love like them. Yeah, it's like astrology. <laughs> Some of them are. Some of them are. Some of them use data. Um, but... The, you know, the last three years, you have no idea what's going to happen because nobody predicted everything that was going to happen in 2020 and beyond. So trying to predict what's going to happen now is rough. But I think people are like looking at these crowd calendars and they're like, oh, well, we have to avoid this day or that day. But everybody's doing it now, which also makes it harder because the first thing people do are like, what day they Google, what day should I go to Disney World? Disney World crowd calendar. But that being said, weekends are the least busy time to be at the parks. Mondays are the busiest. Now, you asked about holiday parties. Because holiday parties are often uh, like Friday, Saturday, um, and Wednesdays usually, and people don't want to go to Magic Kingdom on party days because Magic Kingdom closes at like 6 p.m., that means all of these people are going to be going to Magic Kingdom on Monday. So Monday's going to be even worse from here to the end of the year because they're going to look at the times that the park is open when they're making their park reservations. They're going to say Magic Kingdom closes at 6 p.m. three days this week. Pff, I'm going on Monday when it's open until, you know, 10 or 11. And so they're going to go on Monday. So Mondays are going to get worse, but... I think party days will be light. I think weekends will still be light until the end of the year. You know, there's a real easy cure if you're Disney for low crowds. What's that? Uh, discounts. Ah, okay. So <laughs> there are several discounts right now. Some of the best discounts we've seen in a few years. So Disney clearly is aware of what's going on and they're offering like 30, 35% off of rooms or ticket packages. I mean, there's been some really, really good discounts. I'm going for the first Halloween party, which by the way, speaking of the parties, it, the first Halloween party hasn't sold out. I think that's also very telling. Usually the first Halloween party and Halloween night sell out very, very quickly. Halloween itself only sold out maybe a month ago. And as of, you know, you and I recording right now, no other dates have sold out and the party is starting in a couple of days. So it's, it's very telling. It's telling people just aren't spending the money right now. Are you going to take advantage of these fine discounts? Oh yeah. <laughs> I booked just last minute to go to the Halloween party. I wasn't sure. I went back and forth on whether or not I wanted to go. Because I was like, well, if they're not offering anything new. And then they announced a bunch of new stuff. So I 
looked up the prices. Sure enough, I got 30% off of my room. So I was like, why not for 30% off of my room? Let's do it. So yeah, yes, I am. (laughs) It's a pretty good discount. Yeah, it is. It's significant. Shut up and take my money. Also, you know, the old tried and true show up early, show up early or stay late. Early is better, but staying late often works as well. Go on party days. Magic I'm Kingdom. too sleepy to stay late. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. But, you know, we're lame. We're old and lame. Other people. I like to show up. Other right people. In the morning. Yeah. So lots and lots of good deals now. It is so. more fun at night, though. It is. It's a different vibe at night. Well, you've got all that wonderful LED illumination. Mm-hmm. Lights, pretty lights for my eyeballs. Yeah. I like the colors. <laughs> All right. So just kind of summarize everything here. I would say, are the parks empty? No. Are they less busy? Yes. About 19 and a half percent less busy. Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, it's yeah, there. That's not meaning that you're going to walk around an empty park, but you are going to be waiting significantly less time. So I think the big takeaway here is if you can plan a trip this year, I think this is kind of a like a golden time to be going because you can get big room discounts or ticket discounts. You know, 30% off of a room, that's huge. You can get big discounts right now. We have the data. You're going to be spending less time standing in line. Um, so, you know, that's hopefully- my favorite part. Standing in line. Yeah. <laughs> well, then don't buy Genie Plus and you, you know, stand in line the 26 minutes or whatever the average wait time is. And it won't be so bad because that's really not a terrible amount of time. Go on the weekends, if you can, to the bigger, I say bigger parks, but like the more crowded parks, um, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Go early. I'm I'm always telling people to go early. Rope drop if you can. Or, you know, if you're not lame like me, stay late. But this is just, it's such a golden time, such a good time to go right now. So don't listen to all the rumors. Look at the facts and take advantage. Take advantage while you can. My man. All right. Anything to add before we sign off here? I think this was a good informational, informational, is that a word? Yes. Okay. Informational (laughs) episode. The real brochure. You do a lot of reading. Just no reason. (laughs) Readings from the devil. That's right. The TV's twice as fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, You said there was, you said there were new things at the Halloween party that you couldn't miss. What are they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oogie Boogie goes to therapy. Uh, Oogie Boogie does not go to therapy. Okay. There's a new, okay, I'm reading this from Disney's, so forgive the cheesiness. This is like their release here. Oh. Adventureland will be taken over by a spirited pirate band and their crew. Be sure to listen for their sea shanties while shipmates roam the land, sharing tales of their explorations at sea. Yee. (laughs) Uh, let's see, Max... And uh, Max, as Powerline, uh, will be showing up for pop-up parties at Magic Kingdom. The Seven Dwarves are back. They have not been at the Halloween party in some time. I don't have a photo with the Seven Dwarves, so that's a goal for this year. We'll see. That line can get pretty long. Um, But the Seven Dwarves are back. The parade is also going to be a little bit different this year. There are new villains in the parade. So uh, pretty cool. I'm excited to go check it out. Boss, you killed a child. I love villains. I would never. I know. I know. So I will be going to that uh, pretty soon here. I also have a boatload of trip reports coming up, just like one after another. 
in addition to my own Halloween party trip. I think I'm going to try. I'm going to try this. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to try and record, you know, updates live as I'm going throughout the party and then just drop that the next day. So I'm hoping that I can actually walk you through an evening at the Halloween party. I thought it'd be kind of fun. And I'm going to look crazy because I'm going to be there alone. So I'll be talking to myself as I walk through the Halloween party. It should be a blast. Vloggers and influencers are such like a now normal thing to see in the park. I have shame and embarrassment. I am from the Midwest. Okay. We do not draw attention to ourselves. You drive a gold car. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, other than that, we don't draw attention to ourselves. So it will be weird for me to be talking to myself, but I think it would, I think it'll be fun to do live updates as I'm going. And then I can pretend I'm talking to somebody. I can pretend you guys are all there with me because it's not the same going alone. So it's my coping mechanism, but I think that'll be fun. Let them eat cake. <laughs> so That's my coping uh, mechanism. a lot of stuff coming up here. Uh, if you are interested in being a guest on the show, there's a link in the show notes. You can leave me a voicemail message. And if it's a good fit, I will reach out. Otherwise, I will see you guys pretty soon here at the parks. 